Hey, hey, what is going on? Hope everyone had an amazing week. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. Gotta say, Hopi and I were floored by the response coming back off our break. We had some awesome messages and record downloads daily this week, so thanks so much from the both of us. Suppose we gotta keep these awesome guests coming to keep you coming back for more. Speaking of awesome guests, I had the pleasure of sitting down and chatting with reigning WPF Pitcher of the Year from the inaugural WPF Champion Texas Smoke, Autumn Peace. Autumn had a 2023 to remember, finishing up her college career with Minnesota Golden Gophers being named Big Ten Pitcher of the Year. She was then drafted 10th overall by the Texas Smoke, and as previously mentioned, top pitcher honors and a WPF championship. (laughs) What a year right there. We're going to take a deep dive with Autumn into her career from getting her started at a young age in California to committing and attending Idaho State, transferring to Minnesota, the, the pandemic months, getting drafted, winning the WPF championship, and much, much more. This was such a fun chat, I gotta say. I really have to thank the Texas Smoke and their whole organization for being open to letting their players like Autumn and many others previously come on the podcast and tell their story. Shelby, if you're listening, thanks so much from, for setting this one up. That organization is doing big things for the game, and it's so awesome to see. One thing before we get to the episode, if you want to follow us on social media so you don't miss out on any new shows like this, you can find us on all of them pretty much. Our handle is at Outside the Shoot, and there's always something new being posted daily. Also, if you're on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel on there and make sure that notifications tab is on because we have some great stuff in the works planned over the next few weeks for that platform. So without further ado, let's get to Autumn because this is Outside the Shoot and anything goes. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that anything goes, anything goes, anything goes? happy to have on with us today 2023 big time pitcher of the year with the minnesota golden gophers 2023 wpf champion and wpf pitcher of the year with the texas smoke the one and only autumn peas autumn thanks so much for coming on the podcast yeah of course thanks for having me how's things going out in minnesota um they're going good i i'm working with a travel ball team been having some tough work the past couple of days just building the facility out um, and getting ready to help some girls out in Minnesota with their softball skills. <laughs> nice, nice. Now you're originally from California, correct? Yep, I am. Yeah. yeah. So are you are you is are you back in Minnesota like full, like part time or? Um. So I'm gonna live out here for a couple more years, and okay. then um, wherever life takes me, you know, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> end up moving somewhere else. Maybe, maybe stay out here a little bit longer. Right on. Yeah, that's a that's quite a you know. Lifestyle change from California to uh, Minnesota, but you're probably used to it by now, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I still, every time I go back to California, I ask myself why I moved out to Minnesota. (laughs) But it's it's not bad when you're out in Minnesota and just stay out here. (laughs) Yeah. True enough. True enough. Uh, First off, congrats on what's been quite a year for you so far. Thank you. (laughs) You still have two months to go in the year anything else left or <laughs> no i don't think so now it's just time to chill take yeah, a break <laughs> yeah true enough true enough so so since the season's been done have you you just been back in minnesota you know doing what you're doing um so i went home a little bit to california for about two weeks and visited my dad and mom um and then i went out to idaho and went to my friend's wedding out there and then i just came back about a week and a half ago. So I've been like traveling a little bit, but also doing absolutely nothing. Right on. <laughs> well, I think you deserve it by now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, like when I do my re- research for this, I, you know, I dig deep. Uh, how's your dad making out? Um, He's doing good. He's, he's finally home. So he was in a rehab facility for the stroke that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but he's at home now. I talk to him pretty much every day. Um, but he was actually looking for a babysitter, he said, because my mom's coming out to Minnesota for uh, <laughs> our banquet for softball and our alumni game. So okay, we'll see how he fends this weekend, but he's been doing a lot better. Good, good. That's good to hear. I mean, that, that had to be, you know, pretty tough on you for the summer. I mean, <laughs> and the way you succeeded, I mean, that goes to show your uh, mental fortitude there. Oh, yeah. It was definitely tough because it happened... Um, right at the end of our spring training. So our first game was like June 10th or something. And we were playing some um, scrimmages and I got a call from my sister and she's like, are you coming home? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you need to come home. And I was like, I can't till the end of summer. And she's like, well, dad had a stroke. So I hopped on a plane within an hour um, and flew home, was with him for a little bit while he was in the ICU. And then I came back out to Texas and started full swing with the smoke um but it was definitely very hard to be back for like my first games and not have my my dad there and even my mom couldn't come out to um any of our games this summer so it was kind of weird going from college where my dad was at almost every single game traveling to see me to um being professional Mm. And him not being able to come out. Um, but he would tell me every time I called him, he would tell me how proud of me he was. So wow. it was nice that I was still able to have those connections with him. Um, it just wasn't the best that he couldn't be there with yeah. me. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt at all. I mean, that, that definitely had to be tough. But I mean, hey, everything's on the uh, it seems like it's on the upswing now, which is, you know, yep. fantastic to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we have a, a little thing here that I'd like to kick off the podcast with the call it quick pitches. I'm going to throw, okay. I'm going to throw out some random questions to you and, uh, Hey, you try to answer them as best you can. Okay. All right. First one. I always, this, I always start off with this one. If you had to live off one meal for a week, what is it? Anything chicken, probably like barbecue chicken. Oh, nice. Good call. Good call. Uh, favorite uniform color combination with the golden gophers. Ooh, I loved our gold jerseys and our maroon pants. Absolute mm. favorite. Yeah, that's a sick combo. Mm-hmm. Uh, go-to show to binge watch. Ooh, I don't really watch TV. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> what have I been watching? I just started Gossip Girl again. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Wow. That's a throwback yeah. right there. It, yeah, definitely. It was. I've seen the first episode probably 10 times. So, <laughs> Gossip Girl XOXO. <laughs> uh, is there one song in the world that you never get sick of? Hurricane by Luke Combs. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're trapped on a deserted island. What are three things you definitely need? Um, books. I need a lot of books just to keep me occupied. Um, my Stanley that it will have an infinite amount of water and then probably a blanket, honestly. <laughs> Not a boat to get off the island or <laughs> no, no, I could, I could probably be on the island with my books by myself. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Uh, favorite uniform color combo with the Texas smoke. Ooh, that's I tough. really liked our nickname uniforms, like our jerseys that we had. Those were sick. And I guess they were like Houston Astro throwback jerseys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I um, yeah, I absolutely loved those with um, white pants. Okay. The, it, the red ones for me. The all red ones are just dynamite. Yeah, we just wore them too much. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you won a championship in them, so hey. Yeah, we definitely did. <laughs> uh, two more here. If you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who are they? Um, I'm gonna go with Travis Kelsey, the tight end from the Chiefs. Um, Luke Combs, because I absolutely love him, and then honestly, probably my dad. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. That'd be, hey, that'd be interesting uh, conversation at. Uh, for sure last one who is the best pitcher in mlb and why is it sunny gray oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) well i love sunny gray so much um but so i'm an oakland athletics fan um, okay which is very tragic 
um, the past couple of years. <laughs> but um, so I've been a Sunny Gray fan um, since obviously he was drafted to the Athletics. But he was really the first like MLB player at any position that got me to fall in love with like following specific players. Um, so I obviously followed him once he got traded from the athletics, like all the good players do. Um, and then it just worked out that now he's at the twins and I'm in Minnesota. So I obviously have been following him from the reds to the Yankees and now to the twins, but I don't know. I just really like him. He's, he's so good and he's like so cool calm and collected and like he has a sick name like it grabs your attention (laughs) so true enough it definitely does yeah so do you ever sit back and wonder like man oakland could have such a good team if they had money (laughs) you know (laughs) but they're great like they don't even need the money like think back to what even a couple years ago like they won the division and they're beating all these teams without the money. Like well, that's Billy Bean and his money ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't work anymore. No, they got to get true. rid of it. Um, but like I saw something today on Twitter, like they're the first, this is the first time they're like 50 games below 500 since 1919. So like, obviously they're not, hmm. they weren't doing too bad with, the small amount of money they had, but no, it's true. gotten to a point where they need to switch things up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Well, they're moving to Vegas, aren't they? That's, is uh, that the rumor? I, that's the rumor. As soon as they move to Vegas, I will no longer be a fan. I will jump ship to the blue Jays. There you go. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> why that? Why the blue Jays? Um, I mean, kind of similar to the sunny gray thing. I mean, I followed, what Josh Donaldson, Marcus Simeon, obviously Matt Chapman, um, okay. guys just getting traded there. I felt like it was a good place where a lot of athletics players went. And now you got the young talents that are pretty much leading baseball that are, they're just really fun to watch, honestly. Yeah. So. I'm a diehard Jays fan. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that answer. <laughs> we, we'll take more fans any day, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have the whole country behind them. So yeah. Um, all right. So let's go back to when it all began for you. How did uh, little autumn get her start in the game? So I have two older sisters and they actually played softball as well. So I was always around the softball field. And then I just ended up getting into softball. Um, I used to be in gymnastics, but then my mom went and she couldn't sign me up. So then I went to softball. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I was pretty much around my sister's full time at the softball field. Started when I was about eight years old. Um, Yeah, just did my local rec league for a couple of years. Nice. Love, Love for it right away or something that, you know, grew over time? Um, it definitely, I mean, from what I remember, like I was upset when there was one season where my parents were like, Hey, we can't have you playing softball this year. We're just going to do this instead. And I was very upset with that. Um, (laughs) so I'm going to assume that I absolutely loved it, but I would stay at the field from on Saturdays from 7am till the last game. Um, so I was constantly around it and always wanted to be around it. Right on, right on. So what would tell us about, uh, you know, travel ball in high school days? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) so growing up, I didn't really like to practice and as a pitcher, that's not really a good thing. (laughs) Probably not. Yeah. So when I was in middle school, I can't remember what grade, but, um, my dad just was so fed up with me not practicing that I was playing travel ball, but he didn't want to spend all this money. So he actually put me in rec ball as well. Um, literally. So I would have to practice. So I would be pitching more than just the weekends. Um, but then I got through that. (laughs) Um, and then I, in high school, I was playing travel ball and, um, high school softball. Um, I went to a school where they hadn't, I don't think they'd won a league game um since i got there so we won 
league that year. And then we actually won CIF, which is like kind of, it's not state because we don't do the whole entire state of California, or at least we didn't when I was in high school. Right. But we won our little section of it. Um, wow. But yeah, I mean, wow. that's about it. <laughs> that's not going from any wins to doing that, especially in California when there's so many teams. That's impressive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was it was definitely a cool experience. So I actually I transferred high school. So I went to like the best softball team um, in the league and then transferred to the school called Marietta Mesa and um, just turned it around. Honestly, my sister came over with me. Um, we won, I think, like 50 of our 50 percent of our league games that first year and then that second year is when we finally won it all um but it was it was definitely cool because the high school coach at marietta mesa the one i transferred to um actually coached me in rec ball a little bit so oh, okay um it was like a complete like circle to finally have him take me from like being not good to being really good so it was definitely cool was college always on the radar or was that you know I mean, oh like, yeah oh okay yeah okay well let's <laughs> yeah no definitely i mean i don't think in california we i don't think we play softball or sports in that matter like not thinking about college good um, point <laughs> yeah that's definitely like i think that's kind of what's different about california and like from my experience, the girls in the Midwest, like, right. We specify in our, or specialize in our one sport at a pretty young age, which don't know if that's too good. Um, <laughs> but we specialize and then like, we stick to that and we are, it's kind of drilled in our heads. Like, Hey, this is what's going to get you to school. Mm. So that was always my thought was I'm going to get to college by playing softball. Okay. Well, let's, Talk about that recruiting process. What uh, what led to the decision to attend Idaho State? Um, so my my travel ball coach. I didn't have too many looks in travel ball. Um, I think Idaho State and University of Rhode Island. So like also another weird school is were random looking at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I. I only went on a visit to Idaho state and I absolutely fell in love with the city of Pocatello. Um, the coach candy lets at Idaho state. I loved her so much. Um, so that's really honestly not having a lot of looks and then just falling in love with the small town is what got me to go to Idaho state. Okay. Okay. It's fine. Whenever I, <laughs> the funny thing, whenever I think of Idaho, I instantly think of the Simpsons. And Ralph Wiggum, when he's like, I'm on ho. Like, you know what I mean? Just, I, that was a terrible impression, by the way. But uh, that, all the time, all the time. So what was uh, what was campus life like there? Uh, it was pretty small. I mean, I would walk to class by like the third week of school. I was when I was walking to class, I would like look at people and you pass the same people every day, but I would just think in my head, I'm like, do I know this kid from high school or have I just seen this kid so much? <laughs> so it was definitely like a mind trip where I'm like, I think I know these people, but I don't. Um, but it was it was really cool having experienced like Idaho State and obviously University of Minnesota. Um, I wish every school could honestly be like Idaho State with just how close all of athletics are. I knew every single athlete on campus. We all hung out. Um, we all pretty much got along and it was just a very tight knit community. Mm -hmm. Um, and then obviously I had my friends from the city, which is why I went back for that wedding. Um, cause some of my friends actually live in Pocatello. Right. So it's just a really nice vibe, honestly, like you, it's so laid back and you don't have to be something you're not um out in idaho <laughs> that's well, that's pretty cool i mean that's yeah you, you want to be comfortable definitely mm -hmm. how was the adjustment living on your own for the first time <laughs> um it wasn't too bad uh i so my freshman year roommate her name was amber we had like an apartment style room so we didn't like sleep in the same rooms we all had our own rooms and I was telling her the other day, I was like, dude, we were absolutely disgusting. Like <laughs> we lost two roommates and then got a new set. Like 
it definitely took time for me to learn that like you got to pick up after yourself you got to clean you got to do all this stuff um (laughs) but i didn't even learn that until i got to minnesota so (laughs) (laughs) that's funny um so i always like asking about your first real game in ncaa do you remember it yeah it was against louisville (laughs) good yeah three nothing shutout win yeah we were down in um at Cal State Fullerton. So it was really cool because my whole family could be there because um, that's a little bit down the road from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it was a power five school. So I was absolutely ecstatic about that. Um, and then we won. So that's all I really mo- remember. But hey, not a bad way to that- kick a- kick off your collegiate career. <laughs> oh, yeah. And after that game, I like came off the field and I remember like telling my parents, I'm like, maybe I could play at a better school. Like, I think I can do this. <laughs> so, well, I mean, she's, you had quite the freshman season. You got big, yeah. big sky conference co-freshman of the year with the uh, faith mm-hmm. out of Weber state there. Um, yep. so w- w- what did you find was the biggest adju- adjustment for you jumping into division one ball? Um, I think just how good the hitters are like the mindsets of the hitters is so different than it is in just travel ball. Mm. Um, they're just, it's so weird. Cause like, they're not really, obviously they're better, but they're not that much better. Um, and obviously pitchers are better in college too, but I think just like my understanding of the game and like pitch calling wasn't at the level that it needed to be. Right. But I don't know if it could have honestly, like, I don't know how I could have worked on that in travel ball when I was pretty much the one calling my pitches or my catchers. So it was like never coaches doing that. Right. But I think that was the biggest difference is just like seeing how much everyone else around you knows and like you feel like you don't know as much. (laughs) Makes sense. Makes sense. So how, what led to the transfer to Minnesota? So I... One of my teammates from Idaho State told me she was transferring, and I was like, what the heck? Like, what's going on? Um, We knew that our coaches were going to get fired from Idaho State, so we saw this whole changing within the program. And I, what really drove me to transfer was that I wanted a school that already had a dental school. So Idaho State was like a sister program with Creighton. So you could get into Creighton. Um, and go to their dental school, but I just wanted the school that already had it. So that's what really drove me to transfer. Um, so I was looking at two schools. I was obviously looking at university of Minnesota and then university of Virginia, which both had dental schools. Okay. Wow. That's pretty cool. So are you, are you, is that what you're, did, (laughs) did you pursue that? Did you? Um, no. Okay. Up until my super senior year I was going to go to dental school. I was going to take a gap year. I was going to, um, just study for the dental admissions test, but then I took organic chemistry and it got the best of me. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, cause I like, I tried to get my notes like, deep into it. And I was like, I did not come across dental school at all. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. So how was the transition to Minnesota? It was pretty flawless. I mean, I don't have anything else to compare it to, obviously. I guess my freshman year. But it was super easy. The girls at Minnesota on the team were very welcoming. The coaches constantly checking in to see how I was doing. Um, I would say, like, the hardest thing for me was, one, I didn't have, like, I lived with, foreign exchange students when I got to Minnesota. So they didn't speak very well English. They were from China. Um, So I didn't have roommates as friends. And then you're in a big city. Like the city is massive compared to Pocatello. Right. And I would not go anywhere in Pocatello without my roommate, Amber. So coming to Minnesota and even just like walking to the target on campus, like I could not stand doing that. I did not want to walk alone. Didn't want to be anywhere alone. Um, so it was like really weird transitioning from 
having all those close relationships and like being in that community to being in a big city where like no one knows you no one like people want to be your friend but like Mm. no one really cares right that's crazy okay yeah I, i need to rewind a little bit here um how do you end up living with foreign exchange students? <laughs> That's just so yeah. random. <laughs> yeah, it was really random. Um, I don't think there was much open. Like when I was transferring, my coach said like, hey, you could live with like these soccer girls or these volleyball girls, something. And I was like, no, I don't think I want to do that. Like just put me in the like student athlete type housing so it's called the radius out here um okay and she's like okay and then she put me in it <laughs> and it was what those roommates so so were they athletes they were not athletes they were just normal students and they ended up leaving after fall semester so <laughs> oh yeah it was it was kind of crazy i mean i do still follow them on instagram and see everything they're doing but <laughs> <laughs> but you can't communicate <laughs> yeah it was we definitely would have conversations, but it was never anything like right. super deep or super like relationship building type of conversations. <laughs> That's uh could almost make that a sitcom. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, again, in your debut with a new team, you throw another shutout against Missouri State. I mean, that mm-hmm. definitely must have helped in the transition for sure. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the other thing, I mean, kind of a quite a year to be making a transfer, though. Didn't see that mm-hmm. pandemic coming. Yep. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a bit. I mean, so where were you guys when you found out everything was shutting down? We, um, so it was spring break for us. So we had just played a tournament down at UCLA in Long Beach State. Um, and then headed out to Hawaii for a little tournament against University of Hawaii and um, I think a couple of other teams. So we played our first game against University of Hawaii. Had like a whole day break. So we were out um, having a team breakfast and they told us at team breakfast, they're like, OK, nobody go on your phones. Like, don't pay attention to the news, whatever, like literally nothing and at this point the nba was talking about shutting their season down um so we were at breakfast eating and then i felt my phone buzz and i looked at it and it was espn and it said that the nba had canceled their season and i looked at everyone and i was like i don't know if you guys know this but like our season's gonna be over and then our coaches called us they're like hey we like we need to have a conversation with you guys and then that's when they told us that everything was being shut down um, and that we were going to head out of Hawaii like the next day. Wow. <laughs> so we didn't even get to stay. So crazy when you think back on it now, hey? Like, yeah. Like, it's just wild now that, you know, everything's opened back up and mm-hmm. it's just wild time. So what were the, uh, what were the emotions like for everybody? Cause I mean, I imagine the, you know, the seniors must've been just devastated because, you know, they had no idea what, the outcome was going to be following that. Yeah. Um, I just know initially, like that was the senior class that they went to the world series. So that was Amber Pfizer, McKenna Partain, all the big, like pretty much all the big names of Minnesota softball. Yeah. Um, I just remember they were crying. They were obviously upset. Um, and other people were crying because it's just like a random thing to happen. Like, yeah. No one knew that was going to happen. We didn't know how long it was going to be. Um, so it was definitely like, I don't know. It was kind of scary, honestly. Like you didn't know if people were going to get their year of eligibility back. Mm-hmm. You didn't know what was literally going to happen to the world. Um, so it was just like a questioning time period on our team. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. So how did you make use of your time during the break? Uh, I mean, we were still in school, so we ended up coming back to campus, um, pretty soon after. And our coaches had told us, they're like, don't go home. Like 
after spring break or in two weeks, we're going to be practicing again. And everyone's like, what? No, we're going home. (laughs) So I hopped on a flight. I went home. I was, I went out to Palm Springs to one of my aunt's houses. So I was the only one out there and I just did my school out there. So everything was online. I would wake up, get on Zoom, do my class, like whatever classes I had, do homework, go to bed. So it was literally just school. Yeah, but you're in Palm Springs instead of Minnesota. So, I mean, (laughs) oh, yeah, that's kind of nice. It was was definitely nice. I loved it. I was (laughs) I was by myself. I could read when I wanted to. (laughs) I could go outside. That's oh, that sounds awesome, actually. Yeah. Uh, so I, you get word you're coming back. Uh, not only that, you got the extra year of eligibility. That had to be a pretty good feeling, eh? Yeah, I didn't know if I was going to take the extra year just because at that point, I thought I was going to be going to dental school. Um, so I thought I was going to have all my prereqs done, everything squared away. So I was, it was kind of up in the air. I was like, okay, maybe I don't need to take my fifth year. Um, I can just finish (laughs) where I'm at and be fine with it. But obviously I took it and I was excited to have four years as a gopher. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I got to ask about uh, if April 17th, 2021 means anything to you. It does not, but I'm assuming... Was that our Nebraska game? <laughs> sure was. Oh yeah. Through a no hitter. <laughs> yeah. What yep. uh geez, two nothing against Nebraska. That's uh th- that's pretty good in itself. What uh what do you recall about that no hitter? Yeah, I had like three strikeouts. Um I think I walked a girl. Yep. <laughs> um I like I look back at that no hitter and I remember I said it after the game, like I told my team, I was like, honestly, that wasn't my no hitter, like our defense literally did everything, obviously. Like, I got three outs of the 21. So, like, our defense was on fire that game. Um, and obviously, you have to score runs, which yeah. we did. Um, but I also remember the day before, like, a White Sox pitcher. I don't even remember who it was. He threw a no-hitter. And I, like, read it, and I was like, huh, I could throw a no-hitter. <laughs> and then literally the next day I went out and I threw a no-hitter. So it was kind of cool. That's amazing. Um, yeah, no, it was it was definitely cool. Because um, I think there were a couple of MLB no-hitters throughout that, like, week before and then a little bit after. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, I know the last girl I got out was, um, her last name's Edwards, and... She is also from Marietta out in California. So that was kind of a cool little moment. She's the last out of the game. Um, But it was definitely weird. Like, I just remember that whole game. I felt like I was pretty much in control of the game. Not that, like, I was striking them out or anything, but that I had control of what they were going to do with the ball. Right. So. Now, did you uh, see, I'm a pitcher as well. I'm been pitching my whole life yeah. um usually in games like if you know you're throwing you don't realize that until you know i've thrown a couple no hitters and i didn't realize until you know the sixth inning i said like, mm-hmm. oh, wow like you're in such a zone like did you find yourself in in that kind of zone i think about the fifth inning like i looked up and i was like oh there's no hits but then once you start thinking about it that's when yeah can't be doing that can't be doing that yeah so i think like (laughs) after that i just started not looking at the scoreboard i was like i don't even care yeah whatever so awesome but then i know like in the seventh inning i obviously knew it was a thing um and then we got that last out and everyone was so excited. That's fantastic. Love no hitters. Yeah. Love no hitters. Yeah. They're so cool. <laughs> let's uh let's talk about this past season with your, yeah. you know, final one with the Golden Gophers. I mean, I mentioned a couple of your accolades at the beginning of our talk. What was the mindset going into your final season? Honestly, it was just to have fun. Like I'm big on just creating relationships. Like I would tell every team that I was on here, your softball career is only for so long. And when you get to college, you're at the end of your career. You, you got four years left. Um, so it's so much more beneficial 
to spend your time creating good relationships with the people that you're with. So that's something that I started to focus on was the girls that I was with instead of softball. Um, and I had gotten injured the season, two seasons before and had surgery um, that I had struggled with my true senior season. So coming into my super senior year, I told myself like, it doesn't even matter how your career has gone so far. Like this is literally your last ride and then you're done. So just be happy with where you are. And like softball literally is not who you are. Hmm. So that's really what got me through the season with like, people would ask me all the time. They're like, Oh, you didn't like, you didn't do great this game, but like, why are you so fine? And I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter. Like it's literally just a game. There's so much more in this world than softball. Hmm. Isn't it funny how much better you do when you don't, you know, put pressure on yourself. Yeah. And I like, I would try to tell girls like you kind of just, it sounds so bad, but you just can't care. Like you can't care at all how you do and not in like a negative way. Like obviously you got to be happy when you're doing good, but when things aren't going the way you want, it's literally not the end of the world. Mm. Like you're probably going to go out tomorrow and do better than you did on your worst day. Yeah, for sure. So it's definitely a mindset that I learned from my injury where it's like things could be worse than how they're going. So just be fine with how things are going. (laughs) Good way to look at it for sure. Definitely. How, uh, how tough was that season and the loss to McNeese? I mean, cause you know, one nothing game and you guys out hit them six to two, like that had to be a tough one. Yeah, that that whole regional was super tough. Yeah. Um we went like 13, maybe it was 12 innings with McNeese and coach Ritter started me that first McNeese game. I didn't do well. They were hitting me. So then we put in another pitcher. They hit her a little bit. We put in another pitcher. And like, that's a long game. Everything like it literally felt like a never ending game. Mm. Um, So emotions were definitely high from the start of game one, Um, which obviously it's a regionals and that's how it's going to be. But it was definitely a lot harder than any of the other regionals we've ever been in. And then we go to that UNC game, the Northern Colorado I have a perfect game through the seventh inning and the first girl bunts in the seventh inning <laughs> breaks oh, up the no hitter. Damn her. Perfect game. <laughs> I'm so mad. Um, I feel like that's just an unwritten rule. You I, don't do that. <laughs> oh, I know. I I'm with so, you on that one for sure. Yeah. So that was upsetting. And like winning, we had to win that game to get to McNeese again, obviously. Mm. Um, so I had pitched that whole game. I mean, Coach Ritter wasn't going to pull me out. I had a perfect game going. So I threw all seven. And then we knew that second McNeese game was going to be just as hard as the first. And once we got towards the end and we weren't scoring, Coach Ritter's like, you got to go warm up. And I was like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> <laughs> so then I go up and I warm out, warm up. And I'm like, I'm, I was super emotional at that point. I was like, this very well could be my last inning right. or like last game pitching. And then um, Coach Ritter ended up putting me in and I was talking to Taylor because she came out to the circle. And I was like, are you ready for this? Like possible last inning to ever catch me and she's like literally stop like you're gonna make me cry so it was super emotional from the start um but it was definitely it was fun it was it was a different fun with how emotional and like testing it was on our emotions i bet yeah so what are some of the great memories over your four years there you know whether it was on or off the field Yeah. Um, the first memory that I can always think of on the field is, um, that 2020 year when we were down in the St. Pete Clearwater and we were playing Florida state. 
Um, and I think they were like number two or number five and we were number seven in the nation. And it was just a back and forth game, all game. And we ended up winning. It was so electric, honestly. Yeah, that was <laughs> my favorite game I think I've ever really played in. And then off the field, we have this really weird thing that we do at Minnesota. <laughs> and elaborate, please. <laughs> yeah. So before our games, before our home games, we sit in the locker room and we sing the national anthem. Like each person sings one word of the national anthem. <laughs> so we go through the whole national anthem like that. And then we end up doing like a different style of the national anthem. So we'll do like a country style or like Shakira style <laughs> and we'll sing it in that. Um, but it's definitely it's really fun to see like how many people don't actually know the national anthem. Obviously we had a girl from Canada who literally knew our national anthem better than some of the girls. Absolutely. So. We love the national anthem up here in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, that's just something really cool that like we would always do every single home game all together. That loosens the nerves too. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So was uh, was the program or was the pro game on your radar at all? No, I. So I actually didn't even up until my the end of my senior year, my true senior year, I didn't even know if I was going to take my fifth year just because my true senior year, I had so many complications with my surgery. Um, and I told myself, I was like, OK, I'm going to give myself until the end of summer. And if my arm's not better, then I'm not, there's no point in me putting myself through even just another season. Um, and then obviously I ended up playing my super senior year, but I don't know. I mean, Amber Pfizer had texted me and she's like, oh, would you play in the WPF? And I was like, yeah, if I was given the opportunity. And then that was that, like nothing else. Didn't hear anything. Didn't even question her. Um, so then I just stopped thinking about it, just played the rest of my like season. And then my coach asked me to come in and she asked if I would play in the WPF, um, just because some teams were reaching out to her. And I was like, yeah, I mean, definitely if the opportunity's there, I don't have any other plans right now. <laughs> so <laughs> But that's when I like definitely started thinking that maybe I could go play professional was in like March of my senior season. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, the Texas smoke at a steal at the 10th overall pick taking Mm -hmm. you. uh, How exciting was that moment for you? It was cool. Um, I was with two of my teammates at our campus dining hall (laughs) for athletes. Um, so it was just nice to see like other people so supportive of me in that moment, but it was also just like a very surreal moment for me to look back and be like, wow, like I actually made it. And I actually am one of the best softball players, um, in the world. Honestly, we got some oh, yeah. good softball out here. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so yep, you're bang on there. Yeah. So it was it's cool being like a, not a no name. Cause I mean, I go to Minnesota, we're a pretty big school, but to not be one of the bigger names right? and still getting drafted above some of the big names. Hmm. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So did you, what were your expectations going into, you know, training camp with Texas? Um, I didn't really have any expectations, honestly. I don't know. It seems kind of weird. I just, I was just going to show up. (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to show up. I was, whatever was going to happen was going to happen. I mean, I was coming off of a college season. I had gotten, um, a PRP injection right before. So I like, I called up Brandon Phillips, our owner. And I was like, Hey, I can't pitch until like June 7th. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's totally fine. Do whatever you need to do to get your arm right, get your body right. Like, I know you just had a long season. Um, so whatever time you need, like, go ahead and take it. So, I mean, I flew out to Austin the end of May. Um, 
was out there for a little bit and started training camp was pretty much just hanging out, not really softball Mm -hmm. doing softball because of my arm. Um, but it's cool to be around some of like the greats of the softball world and just seeing all of the knowledge they have. Um, so that was like definitely a game changer for me. It was like Savannah Jakewish. I definitely watched her when I was younger and the things she would tell me just like, I was amazed. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. I mean, so uh, what's that ownership group like? Cause I mean, you know, Brandon Phillips is massive in MLB circles and, you know, Jade's there, Cargill mm-hmm. wrestling superstar. And, and, you know, so what's it like playing with, for that ownership group? It's cool. It's, it's something different that I think you wouldn't get anywhere else. Right. Um, I remember when we were having the tryouts for the smoke, like BP came out on the field and he was throwing with someone like he's just so chill. And you wouldn't even guess that he's our owner, honestly. Like that's awesome. He doesn't separate himself from us. Like he is very chill. Um, Jade's not around too much, but I mean, when she mm. has been around, we are all just starstruck by her, honestly. I bet. I bet. <laughs> she, she is like an absolute perfect human being in our eyes. <laughs> so, but it's definitely like they have this swag to them that you feel immediately and like it makes you want to be good for them. Right. So it's they're they're different than I think any other owner in the league just by the fact that like they let us be ourselves, but we know that they're going to work for us. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, what a season you guys had first overall Mm -hmm. in the regular season, win the championship against the pride in the two game sweep. Just how fun was it playing with that group of players? Cause I mean, I've, you know, I've talked to five of the girls Mm -hmm. from that team before Mm -hmm. on the podcast here and I know the personalities. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, that seemed like a fun team. Yeah, Uh, we definitely had like a lot of different personalities. And that was one of the things that I was really scared of. I was talking to Amber Pfizer and I was like, dude, like just all the personalities that we have on our team. I don't know how this is going to (laughs) go. And this was like right when I got drafted. Um, And then we were out there and like, obviously we it took us time to get used to each other because. We're all professionals and we all have our way of doing things that's right for us Mm -hmm. um so it definitely took time for us to like get used to each other and be okay with each other but once we started cruising like it was fun and it was cool because everyone out there wanted everyone else to do well so like sam shows on the mound i want her to throw no hitter perfect game every single game i don't care like if she throws every single inning, that's fine by me. If she's doing good, go ahead. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of just the vibe, like, especially from the pitchers that like, that's just how it was on the team. And then it's obviously cool to have the girls that are like Starla and Janae, which are very cool, calm and collected and like, just go with the flow and they just accept things as they come. Um, I don't know. It was one of the coolest experiences I think I've ever actually had in my life. Oh, I bet. I bet. How how fun was it to watch Janae do what she does? Because, I mean, man, she, she just lights out. <laughs> She's a vacuum. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know how she gets some of the balls she gets. If the ball is hit anywhere in between first base and second base, like, I know the ball is going to be caught mm. and the girl's going to be out. And it's just the coolest thing because she's she has this swag to her that's like she knows that she's good but she's not cocky right um but then she's also one of the first people to like praise you for doing well so it was she's one of the first people that i've met like that where their skill level is just so high yet their ego isn't that big See, that's that's what the game needs right there is oh yeah you know more people like that that's uh, yeah we need hundreds of hers <laughs> yeah for sure for sure so i mean the season you had you know 
going into this, did you think that you'd be WPF pitcher of the year? Or you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, not at all. No, I mean, not with all all the like big names that were drafted above me and just how good everyone in the league is. Like mm. there's a small pool of players and everyone that's drafted is good. So not that I thought I was going to get like lit up and absolutely destroyed because I know what I can do is pretty good. Yeah, for sure. But I wasn't expecting to go in and for two whole series get girls out with fastballs and change-ups like it's amazing what i was actually able to do because i feel like teams just like one they didn't know about me mm. like you don't when you you don't hear a big name you don't really care to look into them because right if they were that good they would be a big name right <laughs> um or that's what people think so no, i know what you're saying for sure yeah it was nothing of what i expected at all and I don't know. It was cool just to be able to have like SJ be able to like build my knowledge. And I think that's what helped me as well is like building my knowledge throughout playing is what helped me be so successful. Yeah. Yeah. So how's, how's Savannah calling the game? She's, you know, it's going to be fun having her call the game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even Lindsay, our other catcher, Lindsay, Lindsay Thomas. Thomas yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. I really love the way she calls games. Um, SJ is more of like, let's attack the hitters with like what they're going to get themselves out on. Okay. Gotcha. So yep. it's like you're, you're going to get the hitters out. They're really not going to beat you when SJ's calling. But the cool thing about how Lindsay calls is Lindsay is so gutsy with her calls. Like she doesn't care. She will call first pitch, first pitch change up. She'll call two change ups in a row. Like she will just do anything. Yeah, I love that. that. Like a batter probably would never think a catcher would do. Yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that kind of call. Yeah, no, it was it was really amazing to see because like you know like as a pitcher once you get these like you know when you get in the batter's heads and that's what Lindsay definitely did so like it felt like i was just the puppeteer out there <laughs> and i was just pulling all these strings yeah. and they were like the batters were just dancing doing stupid stuff yeah just because the way Lindsay was calling pulling the strings on the change up right yeah 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 <laughs> that's awesome so what's the uh what's the long-term plans look for you uh so i signed a two-year with texas smoke um as a draftee so i got another year with them um i'm sure we will talk about some extensions or just seeing where they think my career is gonna go mm -hmm. um but it's definitely hard playing softball like i i would love to get into a career and start my career young um so i actually want to go into medical device sales now but that's kind of hard to do when you have to pack up and leave for two and a half months out of the year right so we'll see um i mean i'm still young it's an amazing opportunity that i'm happy i even have the like choice to do so i'm gonna play for as long as my body lets me, which I don't know how long that's going to be, but I say the same thing. I say the same thing yeah. year by year. I'm, I'm 45 and I'm still pitching. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I would say, take care of your body. I, I should go to the gym more, but, and by more, I say once, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I have a thing that we end the podcast with here. I'm okay. going to, uh, Call Player Association. I'm going to throw out some names to you. You, uh, if you have a story that you'd like to share about them, let it fly. Okay. If not, just say a few words about them. First word that I have here. First one is Amber Ariola. Oh, <laughs> I love her. She's my bestie. Um, she was my freshman year roommate from Idaho State. So, I mean, she's one of those friends where you don't have to talk to them every single day you don't have to talk to them even once a month hmm. um but when you're back with her it feels like 
you pick up right where you left off. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, next up is Riley Costa. Oh my God. <laughs> Riley. She, I have so many good memories with her. Um, we didn't get close until the spring semester of whatever year her last year here was. Um, but she is literally just a ray of sunshine. She's a goofy girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, two more here. Uh, Shelby Sinceri. Actually, so (laughs) me and Shelby, we are literally like sisters. Like we argue like siblings, but then we always come back together. Um, but we were out in Evansville, Indiana for one of our uh, tournaments against USSA Pride this year. And there was a little farmer's market going on. And I was like, oh, you want to go to the farmer's market? And she's like, yeah, sure. Like last year we got these friendship bracelets with some of the girls. Like, do you want to get one? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, so we got friendship bracelets. Um, and literally like some days I would take mine off and then she'd be like, where's your friendship bracelet? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's, that's my fault, but I still wear it to this day. So that's awesome. That's fantastic. Actually, I forgot about asking before I get to the last one, I meant to ask about something that I come across, you know, I go through social media and everything and Wikipedia and all that stuff, but I have to ask what's with the mermaid thing with the smoke. <laughs> yeah so so we had a pool at our um apartment complex this year and it was me shelby morgan and marta that all lived at this apartment complex and then uh janae and jordan came over one day and they were taking pictures or whatever and i'm just i was in the back just like going up and down out of the pool just like swimming around and i'm like i'm a mermaid so ever since then they they would always just say like oh autumn the mermaid and then they would join in so (laughs) okay good now i'm back sorry that's awesome uh okay last but not least your coach tori tyson tori is definitely i mean i'm from california so i know her dad um grew up playing against her dad and she's definitely like her father, but she is nothing like her dad. Um, but she is one of the strongest women I have ever met. And her coaching style definitely takes some getting used to because she is very gutsy with what she does. <laughs> um, but me and her also got into some arguments a couple of times, but we always came back because we're both stubborn but we just have so much respect for each other and i i think i have the most amount of respect for that lady um out of anyone honestly and even her daughter skylar like i love skylar so much um <laughs> so they're they're great people she's so funny she definitely taught me a lot this summer just how to grow as a person so that's awesome that's awesome. Yeah. What a great way to, to wrap up the podcast. Autumn, I got to thank you for, you know, taking time out of your schedule. Come on and have a chat with us. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best, especially next year with Texas Smoke. Hope you repeat. Hope you do what you did again this year. And then mm-hmm. after that, hey, if you want to become a medical salesman or a dentist <laughs> or whatever, I'm sure you can do whatever you want to do. So again, Autumn, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much. It was so fun. Awesome. All right, take care. Thank you, too. I know I never took it serious Then what we had got fucked up We grew apart but in my heart I still love ya Back at the start I thought it last so long Went by so fast now it feels like the passion is gone Everything I loved about you just got pissed away And it really gets to be because I miss some days You was modest, it's pretty much you gone It's the farthest thing from bitchy or heartless And never thought less of this jobless poor head Even though I couldn't get your cards and chocolates You put up with my nonsense day after day You were one of the types you don't let get away Shit, we used to get looped together I remember one time you were so sick We almost puked together Your mood was better then But who would've knew what we had We would soon lose 
forever, damn, I still love you. Late, you were like my sunshine. We were too young for love, but I knew you'd be mine. Had to let you go and get on with my life. Now I got you back, ain't gonna leave it this time. And I know I can always rely. When I know you'll be keeping me high. So I won't let you go, not again. Cause I know I'm not my lesson. I don't wanna take it serious. You gotta know what I'm feeling. I know, I said I wouldn't do it, but I did it And now it got me wishing that my position was switching Never no hugs, no tongue, never kissing But keep fucking with us since the first day I hit it The minute that you talked, I would listen You made the way that I walk a little different I like your vibe, like the way that you feel Your head style from the start, now you're paying my bills I gotta love it Yeah, I'm a little obsessed And I'll confess, without you I feel a little depressed The wife's headed, sick of me giving you my attention Really, I see a point, but it was never my intention I'm always talking and bragging you up Like, yo, check this, is she amazing or what? And the fatter that you get, the better I can't complain, the mistress in my life Music before the fame, I love it I know that you're always on time And the minute she's gone, you're chilling just fine